Welcome to Another Day Above Ground, a show for, by, and about baby boomers. It's the podcast for people who have no idea how to download a podcast. And now, here's your host, Dale Irvin. Well, thank you, Farad, and welcome back, all of our baby boomer friends. Good to see you. Well, we can't see you, but good to talk to you again here on the uh, the podcast that's made just for you, Another Day Above Ground, because we're all baby boomers, and we want to talk about stuff that's important to us, if you know what I mean. And when I say we, I'm referring to my two partners in this venture. First of all, from the mile-high city of Denver, Colorado, please welcome the lovely Carolyn Strauss. Oh, thank you for the lovely comment, Dale. And that works when they can't see me. It um, was written and... <laughs> down. It was written down. I just read it. Thanks. Well, I went to an interesting party this weekend. It was a wine tasting. It was at somebody's house. They requested only white wine so that it didn't spill anywhere and stain anything. And all the the host did was provide the space because everybody brought the food. Every single person that was there brought a bottle of wine. The man's wine cellar is now completely stocked. I think it's kind of a brilliant idea. Hmm. So he didn't uh, He didn't have to do anything except uh, let him in. Yeah. And, and he had a big, beautiful backyard. And it happened to be a gorgeous night here in Colorado. It was like in the 70s. And there was a breeze and no rain. It was kind of perfect. So I'm thinking that's a really good idea. So I'm going to have a really expensive vodka party and have everybody <laughs> bring a bottle and some food, and I'm good for the year. Yeah, and leave the bottle. So, right. you know, that, yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. All right, also joining us from Indiana, please welcome the Aristotle of comedy, Mr. Tim Slagle. Elon Musk has just threatened to drive over to Zuckerberg's house and find, fight him in the backyard, which uh, Zuckerberg isn't concerned because he's probably going to have to stop three times and charge his car. <laughs> yeah, that, that whole thing, that's a, that's a beautiful PR stunt. It's never going to take place, of course, but they'll be doing this back and forth for, uh, for a long time. Well, the funny uh, thing is, the funny thing is, is Elon keeps joking about it, and Zuckerberg's like going through intensive training. <laughs> He's Zuckerberg, yeah. Zuckerberg's taking it very seriously. I think far more seriously than Musk. He's learning like judo, I believe, or something like that. Jiu-jitsu, yeah. Brazilian jiu-jitsu, which is like regular jiu-jitsu, only with shaving. <laughs> I was right right there waiting for you to stop so I could throw that in. <laughs> As he waxed on, I was thinking the same thing. Oh, and uh, Al Gore says that Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is more than a million, huh? <laughs> Words are our friends. Words have always been our friends. I remember you talking about Elon Musk. When we were younger, Musk was a scent that you would go for in, in Cologne because apparently it did things to women. But I guess, Carolyn, no. I never understood that. I think Musk smells awful. It has never, I have never been a fan of any of the men's colognes that have a musky smell. I'm thinking soap is a much better idea. Wow. Or chocolate. 
Just oh, a little oh, dab oh. behind your ear of chocolate. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, wait. So I had this. Oh, my God. You're just reminding me. When I was living in New York, I went to this gym on 21st Street. I think it was called the Big Apple Gym on like 21st between 1st and 2nd. And there was one instructor of uh, some aerobics class that we did. And he always put vanilla, actual vanilla extract behind his ears and on his wrists. So as he walked around the room, um, yum. I almost never missed his class. He smelled so good. That I highly recommend. Yeah, because it smells like cookies. Yes. He smelled like cookies. It was, it was, like, I don't trust a teacher that tries to smell like cookies. <laughs> at a gym? I do. <laughs> it's, how oh, to keep people at a coming gym, back. Yeah, but, it was but a gym. Why did I think he was a teacher? Oh, it was a gym class. Oh, duh. Yeah. So I, was, I, one time I put honey behind my ears, but that just attracted flies and stuff, man. It's like bees, and I wouldn't do it. When I thought of Musk, man, I I always thought of uh, I, I remember I remember that fad when it was the Musk colognes. But when I thought of it, it just reminded me of the thing I uh, I found in the camping equipment. It was a bottle of Doe in Heat scent. <laughs> for deer hunters, and it just it never. It was to attract uh, to attract bucks. Uh, stags, bucks for yeah. when you're hunting. You wanted to smell like a doe who was ready to get jiggy with it. Yeah, yeah. and there was a, there's a video of a hunter that probably put a little too much on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you ever seen that video. It's on YouTube. You can Google it. It's, it's, it's like the old joke of the guy who went bear hunting and he had a bear in his sights and he's ready to pull the trigger. The bear is behind him, pulls down his pants and rapes him. Guy comes back a month later. He sees a bear. He gets it in his sights. Just as he's about to pull the trigger, same thing happens. A bear comes over and pulls down his pants and rapes him. Guy goes out a third time, sees the bear. The bear puts up his paws. Excuse me. You're not here for the hunting, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's what I always thought about that video. The guy put a little too much scent on, and the buck, the buck, you know, smelt him from across the forest and came up and said, you're a jerk, okay? And you know what? I came here for one thing, and I don't care that it's you. It's like last call for the animal kingdom. Jeez. Oh, well, you know, here's a, here's something I, I wanted to talk about today, and that, of course, is the words that we use. Because it dawned on me that the language is changing constantly, and many of the words we used to use, the kids today don't use them or know what they mean. Let me start it off by saying the phrase, yeah, I dropped a dime on them. Kids don't know what that is. It means you've picked up the phone, the pay phone, put a dime in it, and called to rat somebody out. But, uh, you know, they I don't know what they would say today other than, you know, I rat somebody out. Well, actually, what what happened to me is I knew I was getting older. Because when we were kids, occasionally uh, my mom would say something that would just make us laugh like hell. And she wouldn't she would know have no idea what we were laughing at. Like like when she was serving hot dogs, she could say, does anyone want their bun warmed? <laughs> we giggle. Or, or uh, uh, another one is that she would say is uh, uh, <laughs> get that puss off your face. <laughs> uh, 
it's time to watch the beaver. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and like... I, I say things now. I th- say things now that, that that my nieces and nephews react to. That's how I know I'm old. Like, uh, are you going to hook up with your cousin? Yep. Yep. Yes. You don't say that to kids. And things like, you know, clothing, we used to call them threads. I got a new set of threads. Today, the kids just call them fit, short for outfit. They can't even say the whole word, just fit. Just like if you're texting them, instead of sending back OK, they just send K. What, you're saving pixels for what? To, to keep them from extinction? You know, geez. And the irony about outfit being fit is if you look at the kids, most of them don't. <laughs> and aren't. <laughs> yes, don't and aren't. Exactly. So not fit, not even close. I saw I saw a guy who's he's probably in his mid twenties get out of a car at a gas station and and was uh, uh you know skinny white guy and his uh, his pants were like he had to pull them up because his his actually his whole butt was showing and they pulled them up so only half his butt was showing. When he got out of the car, and I looked in the car, and he had two little kids in the car. It's like you know, you know, you you don't you don't dress like a gangster once you're a dad. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Maybe they weren't his kids. It's uh oh they 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 they, they looked the 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 the, uh, the face on the woman driving, uh, <laughs> indicated indicated you know it's it's when you're a dad you buy a belt. Well, so, you know, of course, in our days, that meant something else, too, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, my dad had a belt. It had nothing to do with keeping his pants up. Belts for everybody here on me. And another thing, my mom used to say if she was doing something and she didn't have time to do it, you know, the full thing, she'd say, I just gave it a lick and a promise. Remember yep. hearing that? A lick and a promise, which has a completely different meaning now. <laughs> yeah, because nobody promises anything anymore. No, no. <laughs> you got the lick in there. You don't no get the lick either, though, do you? <laughs> no, no, not really. <laughs> so here's, here's something. Over the weekend, I actually – have you guys heard of, like, me TV? They yes, run the old stuff. Yeah, I, th- I think they, it started in Chicago, I believe. I think it was a Chicago yeah, station yeah, we, that first originated that that network. I think it did. Well, I watched two episodes of The Partridge Family. I actually did. And I saw The Partridge Family bus, and then there was David Cassidy in his bell bottoms and his ruffled shirt saying groovy the whole time. And I miss that. Uh, yeah, but, you know the you know the story of you know the story of the Partridge family. No, there was a no. band called the Cow Sills. Remember the Cow Sills? Oh, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. There was yes. a band called the Cow Sills, and they were they were they were they were pretty popular. And uh, Disney, Disney was like behind them. They were uh, uh, part of Disney. And ABC said, "Well, let's let's do a series around the Cow Sills, starting the starring the Cow Sills." And they the all the contract was signed, and they went into the final meeting. And uh, uh, they said, okay, uh, one thing, you know, you're all in the show, but we want to replace your uh, mother with Shirley Jones. And uh, the boys all got together and says, no, that's our mom and that's our real mom. And you're not going to diss our mom like that. Unless our mom's in the show, we're not going to do it. 
So that they left the room, and the executive said, okay, Shirley, you're still in it. Now we got to find a band. And she goes, well, i got a kid that sings, and that's, that's where David came from. And right, they, they, right. They, they, they found the rest, and uh, the Partridge family became a, a, a big success. So they were with tours and, and everything. And all I can think of is around the Cowsill family home every Friday night when the— uh, come on, world, there's a song that we're singing. <laughs> Starts playing on the TV. <laughs> Their mom probably had to leave the room because they. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're not the cow sills, you're the cow pies. Come on, you cost us money. <laughs> wow. How about having uh, how about having the whole kit and caboodle? Remember that? You don't hear that anymore. I don't even I never even knew what, what a caboodle was, but I, apparently you needed something to fix it with, which is why you got the kit. <laughs> and well, when you got dressed up, what did you call that? When you put especially for if you put on a suit and a tie. Was it your Sunday best? Your Sunday go to meeting clothes. That's right. Sunday go we to meeting clothes. said Sunday best we use. Never go to meeting. Yeah. Oh, really? I, I thought that, that must be a Southern thing. I thought that was a Southern thing. Maybe. Oh, and the other one I found, the uh, put, put on your best bib and tucker. That one I never heard, ever. Bib and tucker, the, the, uh, the bib was the uh, thing that went in the front of your shirt, and the tucker, I think, is what you did with your pants. But Tim's looking at me like he knows the real answer. No, I, no, I don't. I was just, oh, I was just okay. I thought that other thing was called a dicky. But I guess if it's your Sunday best, you don't want to wear your dicky <laughs> on the outside. I used to wear dickies a lot. <laughs> so did I. I had. No, I, I wore had the ones di- around my neck. Yep. So, I had. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think? You sure Carolyn didn't wear hers there too? <laughs> okay, I had turtleneck dickies all the time, and it was the weirdest thing—like a whole turtleneck, and then this square piece that went down in the front and down in the back. It is the oddest piece of clothing. It's—it's it's sort of like a—it's a clip-on bow tie for girls. And my boys wore them too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, especially and, and, especially and, if they were uh, on a date with a with a girl with an oral fixation the night before. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Put my hickey down below my dicky so we can see it. <laughs> <laughs> and what was somebody when you said he's worth this salt? What does that mean? He's worth this salt. I used Apparently, to it goes back to the Bible to Lot's time. Yeah, that's, you know? what I was, that's what I was. That's, that's, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> and who remembers what a padiddle was? Ooh, is Ooh, that really Carolyn something? shaking her head and had no idea. Nope. For, a padiddle. Maybe, maybe, a padiddle. That's maybe just a Midwest thing. Do you remember Tim? I no, I never heard padiddle. No, it must be Illinois. It's when you were driving, you were on a date, and you were driving, and you saw an oncoming car with one of the headlights out. That was a padiddle, and you got to kiss your date. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay, so that's not wow. nearly as universal I'm, I'm sure as I thought d- it was. I think maybe uh, 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 your date told you that, uh, uh, <laughs> Dale. Because I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure where I came from, a padiddle was a little more than a kiss. <laughs> that's, that's called padiddling. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And do you remember when you had fun? It was a gas. 
Oh, Where yeah. Where did that come from? Like, that was a gas. That wine party I went to the other night, man, it was a gas. Exactly. Or, or groovy. When's the last time everything was groovy? Today they say it's fire. Man, it's fire. that's fire. That's fire. I think, yeah. uh, I think, I think I know where gas comes from. Yeah. Because, I mean, I use groovy now. I do. I don't care what anybody says. I still use groovy. Wow, right on, sister. Yeah, all right. (laughs) There was uh, it's boss, man. (laughs) I I read a book. I read a book by uh, Zora Neale Hurston. Do you know who that is? She's she's a writer, beginning of the twentieth century, and uh, she's a black writer. And and one of the things one of the things in her book was a dictionary of Harlem slang. And a lot of the a lot of the phrases that we take for common that take as common was originally part of uh harlem slang and uh one of them is one of them is uh now you're cooking with gas was originally so yeah so i'm guessing it's it's cooking with it was was harlem slang It, it made it into the you know made it into common vernacular right and i think it's a gas is is like a an abbreviation for the for that i'll be darned there you go. What other words do you remember from Harlem slang? I think "ho" made it into regular language. You know, um, well, isn't that fifty years of hip hop? I mean, we've got we are literally in the fiftieth anniversary. I know, and I, I'll be hip-hop. honest with you, I don't even know what hip hop is. I couldn't sing a hip hop song if I had to, but it's been around fifty years. I think, yeah, I, think I would it's... just like to see you dance to it, Dale. I think I think uh, hip hop uh, was was originally called rap music until white people started getting into rap. Ah, okay, okay. And I could dance to it, but people would say, "Call somebody; he's having a spasm." <laughs> or how about having a feather in your cap? Remember that? Oh, that's a feather in your cap. I never knew a single kid had any feathers in his cap. I know there's a I know there's a senator that does. Oh, okay. I, I you lost me for a while before I got to Pocahontas. Okay. <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> That's because there's a bee in my bonnet. There was another one. A bee in your bonnet. How, the, how did that happen? And you know that's. A... Well, I think that was because you had your Sunday clothes on. That's right. That's right. And what did you call the things that you wore on your feet, which was just a strap that you put your toes between? A what thong, did you call? Right? Yeah, it's, thong. Yeah, yeah, we yeah grew up calling them thongs, and then thongs. and then, now and then women started wearing the thongs, so that they were they were they were turned into flip flops. Yeah, because you try and stick that shoe up your pooch, and that's not going <laughs> to be good. So they had to make yeah, sure you do, not, you do not want to need one and get the other. That's not good either way. In uh in surf in surf culture they're called slaps. They are. Really? Yep. Now see there's something else I didn't yep. know. Slaps. That's awesome. some slaps on. Let me see what else. Oh, um where was I? Can I tell oh, you one oh. of my favorites? Hmm. My favorites is when something's really nice. It was cherry. Cherry. Oh, that's true. Yeah, cherry. That's right. I don't know what that would be today, but uh, and when you were in, you know, when we were dank, dank. <laughs> and dank dope, isn't bad. All of a sudden, dope no, means dank is good. good. Dank is really dope good. Used dope to go, still it went from mean... being a stupid kid to a recreational drug to something good now. 
I don't think it's still good now. I think that's like 20 years ago. I don't think things are dope now, are they? Oh, no. yeah. No. No. I think that's a while ago. It's, yeah. That might be the early 2000s, Dale. That is so far back. Early 2000s, it was gone by then. That's a, that's a 90s term, dope. Well, I'm sorry. But... Don't flip a wig. Another one. <laughs> But here's where dank came from: is that right. uh, it was it was a way of describing it was a way of describing weed. Huh. If it was really okay. like, oh, yes, I if have it was, heard it, if it was really that, oily, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it would be called dank, and uh, and then dank became a term meaning that's really really good. It's the the one the one I thought, and this is this is also kind of old. I think this might date back to the '90s. Is sick. Yes. Sick Yes. So sick. Yeah, it's sick, and then that became bad, you know, and for a while. And then it became fat. Fat yeah. was in there you for go. a while. Spelled with a P-H, though. Yeah, I was know. in for a minute. And, and uh... <laughs> Yeah. P-H-A-T. I don't think anybody says that anymore. Now no. it really is. It's fire. And um, I, think that, I think that relates to climate change. Yeah, fire is the new groovy, yeah. And the, uh, the and tea. T T E A, that's like uh, gossip and info. Give me the T on that. You know, we used to say the skinny. You know, yeah. give me the skinny on that. But the T, I don't know where that uh, where that came from. And or then, the scoop. And before, the, well, before the internet, it was the four one one. Yes. Give me the give me the four one one. That's now, right. Yeah. And then uh, and nobody nobody dials four one one for that anymore. Well, some people do. I think old people do. I, and we I, are. I had, to, people, I had so. to tell Mrs. Slagle to, to please learn learn to use the internet browser. Stop calling four one one. It's five dollars a call now. <laughs> <laughs> Is it really? What do they charge at four one one? Oh, they've been charging. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I it's. I no didn't. Idea. I didn't realize it. It, it is uh it was it's kind of funny it's it's we're getting these phone books and i just got i just gotta throw away the phone books i i'm not gonna she goes don't throw away the phone books i go we don't we don't need them anymore you don't use phone books and then i would get a phone bill and there'd be like twenty dollars of 411 charges and i'd be like what, <laughs> what why did you do this well you threw away the phone books <laughs> you told me i didn't need them <laughs> Oh, okay, look. Do you guys remember calling? I don't remember the number, but you'd call a number and you'd get at the tone. Yes. The time will be two twenty p.m. Beep. I remember one New Year's Eve uh, uh, trying to call it to see if I could. I did too. I, I could get it, and I waited too long. It was just it was busy. Could not yeah. get it. I I did that too. It was yeah. yeah, and you could call another one to get the weather. Yes. And so that's all gone by the wayside, as they say. So it's time to shuffle off to Buffalo, which I never understood what that mean, meant either. But uh, and I can't, I can't. Did locate... you ever do the? Did you ever do the party lines? Speaking oh, absolutely. Of the we had a party line. Well, absolutely. no, no, not like that. Yeah, I, I, I know some people had party lines where you were all on the same line, and depending on how many times your phone rang, whether you'd pick up or not. But, but uh, yeah, right. Exactly. Yes. Yes. No. What I'm we talking, always used to pick it up anyhow. Just you know. What I'm talking about is there. There were um, there were phone numbers that the phone company had, and you would dial them, and it would just kind of it would pick up the receiver and just leave you there. 
and until someone else called the same number. It was like a way to test phones to make sure they're working. And it would just it would just kind of be in limbo until somebody else called that number. And then the two the two calls would, would connect. Wow. No, and, I never did that. I and never, of course, I of never course boys and girls. That. Yeah, and people people knew about it and boys and girls, of course, it would be a it would be a way for uh, uh, fat girls to meet people. <laughs> There you go. So there's always a, a, a sunny side to every situation. <laughs> Anyhow, I cannot locate my uh, my game bell anywhere, so that means my granddaughter's been playing with it. So let me just say, ding, 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 ding. It's time to play our game. If you're a regular listener, and boy, you should be, uh, you know that every week at this time we play a little game from the, uh, from the board game called Boom Again, perhaps the greatest board game ever made for baby boomers. It's like uh, a takeoff maybe on uh, on Trivial Pursuit, but all of the questions refer to us, things we learned, things we saw, things we ate, etc. So we uh, we play this game, and, uh, and we give away a prize if you can answer the three questions. Of course, uh, you have to write down the questions when I ask them and send them into our prize line, which is, Carolyn... Go on the internet. The internet. <laughs> the internet and open your email. Email. And email us at another day above ground show, all one word, at gmail.com. Another day above ground show at gmail.com. Send us your answers. And if they're right, we'll send you a game. There you go. Last week, we had five winners. So uh, so everybody's uh, starting to play and starting to win. Wow. So Yeah, I know. I, and you can only win once. So eventually, you know, everybody listening here is going to have a game if you play it correctly. <laughs> Anyhow, oh, and, and Carolyn, if they don't win and after listening to these questions, they say, I'd still like to get that game. Well, how can they do that? They can go straight to the website for the game, which is Boom Again. So go to boomagain.com and buy a game. And there's a promo code space on the checkout page put in 10 a d a g and you will get 10 percent off your game and it'll get shipped straight to your house totally worth it super fun game there you go you can't beat it all right here's last week's questions and i'll give you the question and the answer for last week first of all steve martin what was his mock apology catchphrase well excuse me Absolutely, absolutely. Talk about the Dick Van Dyke Show. Buddy Sorrell was a gag writer on the Alan Brady Show. He worked for Rob Petrie, and he had a wife named Pickles. What was the name of the actor that did that on the Dick Van Dyke Show, played Buddy Sorrell? With Maury Amsterdam. Maury Amsterdam, absolutely. And our third question last week was uh, on Gunsmoke. On Gunsmoke, Marshall Dillon's deputy was eventually replaced by another sidekick. Name both of them. Chester and Festus. And Festus, absolutely. Chester and Festus. So uh, so there you go. If you had those three. And and Fester was over on the Adams family. Yes. That's (laughs) (laughs) And is now working for the Hair Club for Men. All right. (laughs) Here's the three questions for this week. Grab a writing implement and something to write on so that you can jot these questions down. Or if you you don't, just listen to the podcast again because, you know, it counts. All right. Our first question. In the absence of aluminum foil, 
What did mom wrap our lunchbox sandwiches in? Hmm. If she didn't have aluminum foil, what did she put your sandwich in or wrap it in? That's, hmm. that's question number one. Question number two, in 1974, President Ford started wearing a big political button to promote his core economic policy. What did the button say and what did it stand for? And I still hmm. have one of those buttons on display in my tiki bar. Wow. So that was a good one. And then finally, finally, what did... Oh, this, I love this one. I'm with stupid. That's the button I remember from your <laughs> tiki bar. Is that it? Was that the... No, no that his economic one. policy? <laughs> <laughs> and the final question is, what did Bazooka Joe, best known for oh. his bubble gum, have in common with the man in the Hathaway shirt? Ooh. Very popular series of ads back Ooh. in the 70s. What did Bazooka Joe and the man in the Hathaway shirt have in common? If you have those three answers and you send them to... Another Day Above Ground Show at gmail.com. We will make sure that you get a copy of Boom Again sent right to your house. So that that's uh, an excellent thing. We hope that you play. We hope that you win. That being said... Unfortunately, we've run out of time. So, uh, Carolyn, do you have any last words to say to our, our fan? That's a total bummer, man. People <laughs> <laughs> do people still say that? What a bummer. We're out of time. Right on. Peace out, baby. Peace out, man. <laughs> no. Go to carolynstrauss.com if you have any questions about if I actually exist. All right, and, and hurry, beat your feet to get there. Remember that? Time to beat feet, man. All right, Tim, any final things to say? You guys are harsh in my buzz. <laughs> <laughs> TimSlegel.com. I'll find, find more about the Tim Slegel World Tour. All right, and for a very gnarly experience, go to DaleIrvin.com where you can sign up for free for the Friday Funnies. And every Friday in your email, I will make you laugh. Also, please visit our website for AnotherDayAboveGround.com and you can read more about us, visit all of our episodes, and uh, even leave us a message that we'll get back to you. That being said, thanks for listening. Go out and enjoy the rest of today because today is... Another Day Above Ground. And that's it for Another Day Above Ground. For Dale, Tim, and Carolyn, I'm Farad Muhammad. Thanks for listening.